And now, the moment you've all been waiting for. Naz, I don't know what film you were watching, but it wasn't <laughs> the same film I saw. I'm all the man you need, bro. Yeah, I was, I was pretty shocked and appalled. Uh, I saw I'll Bring the Duck Tip. It wasn't a very good movie. I laughed at it more than I laughed at The Possession. <laughs> Good evening and welcome to Is It a Bicycle? Season 9, Episode 8, the original and bestest ever TV and movie podcast. My name is Stephen Rigley and I'll be your host for this evening. Uh, beside me, a man who's got more clap than the theatre, it's Mike <laughs> McDonough. <laughs> uh, later on, live from Vegas, we'll have a man uh, who we call the chicken coop, because cocks fly in and out all day. <laughs> and in the red corner, over there, over there, uh, it's our cuddly killer, a man who says that according to his neighbour's diary, he has boundary issues. It's Mark Leonard. <laughs> This week, uh, we'll be discussing some movies in the shape of Straight Outta Compton and Agent 47, and some TV in the form of Significant Mother. What a, what a pun. Mm. What a great pun. I've also had some news and some previews and coming to a bicycle near you. So, how are we doing? Fantastic, Steve. Good. <laughs> Just fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What you been up to this week? Mark, any stories for us? Well, you know, I really can't complain, Steve. Um... I've so as you're aware, I've been I've been doing a bit of dieting. I'm, I'm, I'm just looking at you. So. Look at you're looking uh, thin there, all right. Yeah, uh, oh, I'm so. fucking thin, all right. So I've dropped well. yeah. I've dropped to just fifty grams of carbs a day. Jesus, oh, fifty grams, right? So let me break that down for you, right? Slice of toast. <laughs> well, if you have a slice of toast, that's sixteen grams of carbs, and you're already in trouble because that probably <laughs> means you can't have vegetables. So I would like to have something delicious like toast, but if I do, then I won't have vegetables. And if I don't have vegetables without their nutrients, I might die. It's true. So you're getting like, like I had too many carbs yesterday because I had too much broccoli. (laughs) (laughs) That's how shit my life is at the minute. (laughs) But um, yeah, so apart from that, apart from the, oh, but let me tell you about the greatest day ever. My refeed day on Saturday. (laughs) I was allowed 3000 calories for the day and mostly carbs. So I'm like 10% carbs in the minute. When you push that needle up to 60%, then just everything is so happy. I was eating bagels, potatoes. I took a bath in some pasta. It was just brilliant. Nice. But that seems quite a long way away. So at the time of this recording, it's it's Tuesday. Yeah. So I've got a lot of days between me and my next refeed day on Saturday. Tell me, how does uh, brown rice work out in the carb front? Yeah, it's got about 70 grams of carb per 100 grams, so you're not yeah. going to go next nine or near that when you're doing Yeah, and I was just wondering, as opposed to normal pasta, rice pasta, if it would be any better. Well, it just it, it is better. It takes longer to digest. It's a complex yeah. carb. Yeah. So if you're, if you're low carb, say, yeah. then you're better off with something like that that'll be take longer to digest and move through the system and it'll keep you fuller for longer than a white rice, which would be, which is closer to sugar. It's fitter, yeah. So do you find often thinking homicidal thoughts about your fellow man <laughs> on this diet? A little bit, yeah, every so often. Do you know what you get from it as well is um, you can't concentrate. Attention span is shot to shit completely. Um, and there's a there's a term for it. Oh, I'll never remember it now in time for this podcast to make sense. But uh, it's, um, it's something like some kind of mental fog anyway that you get where you just don't think good right. and struggle <laughs> to do other mental things good either. Yeah. Right. And apparently that's like if you do it for a long time, if you do like a month or two, which is not what I'm going for, but I might be doing a month. Um, apparently that sticks around for like weeks afterwards. So you're still dumb and you have to relearn to do stuff good. Um, so, so yeah, so I think there's, I a whole, there's a whole new podcast in this, you know, mm-hmm. all things considered, I'm okay. <laughs> Very good. Very good. Um, so did you get to TV watching this week or are you up to date on, uh, things like, Celebrity Big Brother and other favorites oh, of yours. Oh, thank you, Steve. I knew yeah. there was something that absolutely, positively <laughs> must Steve. be talked about on this podcast, <laughs> and you reminded me. Thank you. Right, let me break it down for you, everybody. Um, 
we have America versus the UK. USA versus UK is the theme of this Celebrity Big Brother. Mm-hmm. There's a um, there's a theory abounding that that's because they can't get Brits to go into Celebrity Big Brother anymore because it's not popular enough. It doesn't pay as well, but they seem to be able to get um, Americans that bit easier. I don't know why. Right. Yeah. So, man, there's some amount of tension in that house, let me tell you. But uh, so let me see who's notable that's in there. One of the Baldwins is in there. Uh, is it Daniel Baldwin, maybe? A random Baldwin, I hear, yeah, yeah. yeah. Random Baldwin is in there. One, one a girl from Atomic Kitten, a former children's presenter that has oh, gone bald. And three porn stars, isn't that right? So Jenna Jameson is in there. <laughs> yeah. No way. Yeah. Not just any porn star. One of the most famous female porn stars in the world, despite her retirement. Although she did say she'd come out of it for you, Mike. <laughs> Good girl, Janet. You put most of her kids through college, she feels like she owes you. But wasn't she married to Tito Ortiz at one stage? Uh, she, you know, I was trying to remember the other day. Was it Dennis Rodman or Tito Ortiz or was it? Both of them. Or was Both it Jesse James? Not at the same time. Was it Jesse James totally as well? In keeping with her I'm not, lifestyle, I'm not sure. I guess. allegedly, I have to follow that up. But because I, you know, I can't remember. Yeah, there, there, there were a few in there, all right. Yeah, hmm. yeah. You just go Google Jenna James. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but what's your uh, name is in there? You know, the, you know the girl who uh, didn't have a sex tape, so she hired a porn actor to come and make a sex tape with her. Farah, what's her face? That MTV Farrah, girl. Oh man, she's dangerous. Yeah, yeah. Mm. She, she she's like girl tape. poison. Really. Ooh. Yeah, like if if poison was a girl, it would be her. Yeah, <laughs> and she's. Do you know these people that are so spoiled that? And Janice Dickinson went in as well with Bobby Davro. Janice Dickinson is another person exactly like this. They're so used to getting their own way that they believe their own bullshit. As in Bruce Dickinson? No, Janice Dickinson. No, not no, Dickinson. no relation. Okay. No, I don't know who she is. Who is she? The original supermodel, Steve. Jeez, I'm gonna have to do a bit of googling. Hang on a second. <laughs> okay, no, she's, on, yeah, she's yeah. old now. She's a bit past it now. Like, but yeah, but uh, she the, was. The she's, no, no, she uh, is. I think legitimately, she is a big deal. Like Janice Dickinson. Oh Jesus! Is this before or after Bo Derek? <laughs> Look, I tell you what. You take that off. Uh, yeah, yeah, Dickinson, yeah, 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 yeah. Right? Ah, uh, right. Yeah. Now, now I remember. Yeah. You would have seen her in "I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here." Janice Dickinson modeling agency. I think she might have been involved in a season of America's Next Top Model. I'm not sure about that one. But she's been on our TV screens a lot. She's out, you know. How do you mean out? She's out of the house. Are you after spoiling something for me? Oh, no, surely not. Steve. But you're the man who knows about this stuff. I watch it when it's on TV. <laughs> News from the house I, I ruined comes tonight's out episode. as it Sorry. happens. Sorry, so I'm, I'm always a day behind, just like most standard viewers. Yeah, I've spoiled tonight's one. Sorry. Fuck yeah, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, Steve. Oh my God. You used to be cool, man. Okay, do you want to know why she's gone out? Uh, well, can I guess? Yeah. Did she... Um, she got a warning last night for spitting at somebody. Did she do something overtly aggressive again? No, Did no, nothing like that, no. Oh, it's, really? No, it's an emergency medical treatment, apparently. All right, is her nose melting or? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so anyway, it's a, it's a safe bet. Like, there's one. There's one last one. Uh, Tila Tequila, or oh yeah, is, is it, she's another uh, sex tape girl, isn't she? Yes, but she yeah, was a former yeah. porn actress. But I she knew actually one, did oh, get kicked yeah. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, she she's did. um she's a sensation on Instagram, mm-hmm. but she made the ill-advised decision of posing in front of Auschwitz wearing a oh, Nazi yeah. armband holding a gun. She did the Hitler thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah and nobody noticed this until she went in the house. Right. And the people, the uh, now-fired researchers, <laughs> turned it up. And when they did, they immediately called her to um, the diary room and said, listen, you're kind of a Nazi. Oh, dear. Look at that. And they're so not cool right now. Oh, dear, man. <laughs> so she was given the heave-ho. Yeah, that's the picture. Mm-hmm. She's quite fetching, like, but mm. it doesn't dis- distract from the uh, swastika. But seriously, what what were management team th- team thinking? You know, you know, yeah, yeah. This sounds like a good idea. <laughs> uh, she looks a bit short for the master race, is she? <laughs> <laughs> 
But she's wow. apparently she was she's one of the people that made Instagram a big deal. Okay. All oh, right. Oh, it says here that she's uh, threatening a suit, and she's negotiating a return. It says TMZ.com. Speaking of porn, did you, did you hear about Cheryl, insert this week's surname, Cole? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, no. So, somebody put together a, a, an existing porn tape with her face superimposed. Oh, dear. And it went viral, and apparently she's really unhappy about it. I would imagine so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably not really the image she was trying to no. portray. She'd probably just do a real one, you know, get that shit over with. <laughs> <laughs> You'll keep trolling the internet till it happens. Yeah. <laughs> um, let me see what else is on this week. <clears throat> Excuse me. Oh, yeah. I have to talk about this. Narcos. Narcotraficantes. Narcos uh, about Pablo Escobar. It was released uh, last Friday, I think it was, on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is a story that I've been, you know, dicey, you know, sort of made yeah. and televised and, you know, mm-hmm. uh, visualized mm-hmm. because it's such a crazy story. And, uh, is he a hero of yours, Steve? Uh, no, no, it's, a, uh, it's just like uh, no more than Noriega is, you know, that kind of way. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not a, it's not a hero. It's, it's just more sort of, uh, it's an interesting story. It's a crazy story mm-hmm. that it actually happened. You know, yeah. the, it's, it's, it's perfect for a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, Anyway, it, it it follows the the beginnings mm-hmm. and the rise and the successes mm-hmm. and uh, the disputes and all the rest of it mixed up. And it also follows two two DEA agents who uh, the main protagonist is the guy who gives a bit of a voiceover on, which is great actually. And um, and then it goes on to the rest. You can wiki if you want to find out what the rest of the story is. And those who are watching it, I don't want to spoil it. Um, by the way, Titanic sunk. Did you know that? No way. <laughs> so anyway, um, uh, yeah. So it's it's amazing. It's it's just incredible how many people he had paid off in Colombia. It's just yeah. it's ridiculous. It's, was it was it you that was telling me that he used to have to bury money because he knew where else to put he, it? He had so much cash, he had to bury it, and <laughs> not in just one place. Yeah. In many places. <laughs> That's how. Like he had. They sort of approached him and said, "Look, man, mm. <laughs> you're g- going to start drawing attention to yourself. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you've got like uh, 600 houses here mm. and 600 in the US, mm. and the cars and the boats mm. and the planes, and literally a fleet of planes. And uh, you bought this island in yeah. the Bahamas <laughs> and the fucking and, hippos. <laughs> and oh yeah, you've got hippos out the back along with the rest of your zoo and all the rest of it. Uh, so you know, you're going to have to start. So he started burying it, burying it literally. Yeah, it's Jesus. absolutely nuts. It's probably still out there, you know." I'd say some of it might be. Yeah. Although they had a map, but the guy who had the map was arrested. Yeah. Blackbeard. Yeah. But anyway, um, listen, it's a, it's it's so well produced and it's so well made. It's it's just mm-hmm. brilliant. Um, in fact, the the producer, um, what's his name, Jose Padilla, mm-hmm. Padilla, uh, Brazilian guy. Uh, he made uh, a couple of movies in the past. Uh, one you might have heard of, Mark, called the remake of RoboCop last year. Um, he also did uh, two movies which are huge in Brazil, which is Elite Squad and Elite Squad. Uh, what was the name of it? The remake. Uh, the Enemy Within. It was all about uh, uh, corrupt cops in Brazil. And uh, he was sort of forced out of Brazil <laughs> afterwards by corrupt cops, essentially. And uh, they attacked the studios and all that kind of stuff. Um, so anyway, the star of the Elite Squad is the guy who's the star of Narcos. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And he's brilliant as well. Wow. Yeah, his name um, is Wagner Moura. And he's also Brazilian, actually. But okay. uh, yeah, the likeness is, is pretty good, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, it's a brilliant story. It's not your usual drug mm. uh, drama uh, mm-hmm. because it's got so many elements to it. Um, it I loved it, and I shot through it. I finished season one already. Um, it's is it a big season, Steve? Is it 22? It's 10. 10. 10 50-minute mm. episodes, yeah. yeah. And it, it has more going on. Do you mean they deal with multiple drugs in uh, this drug well, rama Well, you see, it's it's not just his association with other uh, traffickers to, you know, to get the cartel uh, formed, nor just his... Uh, sort of interaction with the DEA and his avoidance of, nor the fact that he became a congressman, nor the fact that his, he's, they're dealing with his family and his background, but there's also things like he 
you know, extradition he had it abolished in, in <laughs> Colombia. <laughs> you know, there's this kind of thing that he negotiated yeah. with the government and he built his own prison, mm. you know, and this yeah. kind of thing. It's it's just crazy. It's crazy. But it also goes into all the good that he did. With, he had so much money that he, like mm. he was building houses for the poor, mm. like, I mean, hundreds of houses. Um, he actually offered to clear the Colombian national debt, you know, <laughs> <laughs> this kind of thing, you know, it's just ridiculous how much money this guy had. But anyway, um, it's well worth a watch. I couldn't recommend it higher. Actually, on IMDb, it's, uh, it's a uh, 9.3. So it's not. High ju- praise indeed. Not just yeah. me. Yeah. Um, did just you get to see any of this? I saw the first episode. Yeah. And I'd have to concur with almost everything you said. Mm. Um, really, really enjoyed it. Definitely going to follow up on it. Uh, only one little thing that annoyed me was the voiceover. Really? For the single reason that it's killing the tension. Oh. Because at one point, Pablo puts a, a bounty on DEA agents. Yeah. Um, so you're thinking, oh, shit. Yeah. But then he's like, hang on, he's doing the voiceover. He obviously survived. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, like, yeah, ah, yeah. bollocks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, that's a minor quibble, other than that. Yeah. I really enjoyed the hell out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, um, uh, the voiceover does add to it. I, I'd mm-hmm. say later on, anyway, okay. uh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can't remember how it did that in episode one, but anyway, later on, it's it, it's, okay. it's it's great. It, it moves the story <laughs> along and fills in details that mm-hmm. you might not see, or how they're or why they're doing stuff. So, okay. yeah, yeah. Um, so anyway, yeah, highly recommend it. Um, um, actually, a Colombian guy that we all know is uh, mad. For this series, mm-hmm. so <laughs> uh, taking him back to the old that? days, yeah. <laughs> Victor, yeah, yeah. So I was talking to him about it yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And he was oh, like, "Oh, our, yeah, our this good is old friend Victor." Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. And he, he was like, "Oh my goodness, yeah, that's out brilliant." Yeah, so yeah, he's all typed about it. But anyway, is it? Uh, is it? It's not subtitled, right? It's in English. It's both. Explain. Uh, it's in English and in Spanish. <laughs> yeah. Is the English dubbed? No. No. Is the Spanish dubbed? No. How do they accomplish this? Well, do they put the two there, tracks there, over the top of each other? No, there, sorry. There, there is subtitles, but it's only over the Spanish dialogue. What percentage, say, of said Spanish is there? Oh, I don't know. Episode one is probably 70%, but I'd I'm say out. it changes as it... As the focus moves to America later on. Yeah. No, no, I'm out, Mike. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> That's only episode one, man. Seventy percent, though. I, I think it should give episode one a go. I think you'd be hooked. Mm. Well, I'd watch thirty percent of it, but how would I know? <laughs> <laughs> Could you edit out the, the, the bits you have to read? <laughs> but in your in your current mental fog, you probably won't even notice. So just go with it. I certainly won't have to read that fast. <laughs> what did that guy say? <laughs> Why are they always on speed? <laughs> Only four more days till Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> um, did you see anything else this week? Uh, nothing really of interest. Yeah. No, I watched some crap, but yeah. it's not even worth mentioning. Oh, okay, okay, <laughs> great. Um, okay, let's go to news. So, do you remember that uh, movie we looked at, uh, the preview for, um, called We Are Your Friends a few weeks ago? Oh, about a month ago. Um, Zac Efron's new dance movie where they're DJs in LA. Oh, God, no. Do you remember that? No? no. And they're all, it's all like pool parties and stuff like that. I no? think I erased that from my mind. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> it has bombed. <laughs> In both the U.S. and Canada, uh, with Gasp. one with one of the worst opening weekends on record ever. I think it's second, you yeah. know, yeah. to being worst. Yeah, um, it was shown in uh, two thousand three hundred thirty-three cinemas, and it had mm. takings of one point eight million, Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> or just seven hundred fifty-eight dollars per screen. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty nice. bad. It's yeah. the oh, actually, sorry, it's <clears throat> the third worst. Op- Opening for a movie, uh, uh, for a new movie, uh, opening in two thousand or more theaters of all time. Yeah, that's pretty uh, elite company. Hate that. Mm. Yeah. Um, also, want to mention um, Wes Craven. Oh yeah, yeah, he died during the week, mm-hmm. which is uh, terribly sad. Um, Friday Thirteenth mm-hmm. being his uh, legendary one. Yeah, he wrote that as well, didn't he? No, I think he did. Yeah, and the first four screens. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. 
Hmm. Well, like that's the end of his life, right? Yeah. He's going to be undead now. Yeah. (laughs) I presume. Hmm. I don't know. Are you a big fan of his? I liked some of his stuff. I'm trying to think. Was he Nightcrawler? Was that him? Like the original before the Jake Gyllenhaal remake. I don't recall. Hang on. Didn't he do Freddy as well? He did, I think, yeah. Freddy. Nightmare on Elm Street was him, yeah. yeah. Friday the 13th, was that no, I'm pretty sure no, he did no, Nightmare on no, Elm no, Street, no, didn't he? Yeah. Anyway. Um, he was a horror visionary anyway, suffice it to sure, say. For sure, yeah, yeah. He got uh, Meryl Streep one of her Oscars as well, I believe. Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember what the name I of the movie was. I can't imagine those two. <laughs> I know, yeah. Anyway. I was like, oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, what else in the news this week? Uh, Heroes. Mark. Heroes Reborn. One of my, one of my favourite TV shows. If only Tim Creed could pull off a climax. It's about to be reborn. A man with the most unsatisfied partners, I would say. <laughs> There's going to be an epic 13-episode event series that chronicles the lives of ordinary people who discovered they possess extraordinary abilities. Ooh. So 13 I new superheroes. When it's extraordinary. I'm all a quiver with excitement. Yeah. Yeah, thanks for that, AJ. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking is, of bollocks, is, is the original, are, the, are the original writers involved? Uh, yes, I believe so. Oh. Who's the showrunner? Don't know. So here's what I think, right? I'm going to lay it out for you. This is how this show is a success. Uh, I'll find out while you're talking there, yeah. You bring back the original writers to set everything up. Because they created some really memorable characters, right? Like Siler, for example, brilliant. Hiro Nakamura, brilliant character. Oh, yeah. He was actually, yeah. They're all really good characters, right? Um, but could not do a satisfying season climax. And then completely lost their way. So different showrunner, same concept writers. Tim Kring. Sorry, that's the word I was trying to say. That's the same guy. So it's the same guy. So it's the same guy. Yep. Same guy. (sighs) (laughs) Yep. That's a disappointed look. It is. (laughs) Um, You you know about what they say about the mistakes of history? (laughs) Tell us, Mark. (laughs) (laughs) Those who do not learn from them are doomed to repeat them. There's another saying about crazy people. Crazy people are people who do the same thing over and over and expect different results. Oh, yes. Actually, I just had a flashback now. The last time I saw that face was at your wedding when uh, I, <laughs> ga- when I gave Mark directions to get to the, <laughs> to get to the place, <laughs> which he was singularly unable to follow. And, uh, yeah, when he eventually arrived three hours later, he had that kind of look on his face. Just and and then he leg kicked me. <laughs> very, very hard. As hard as your directions deserved, in fact. But what's probably seemed like completely stellar directions to someone who had eight drinks at least in at that stage. That that was when, oh yeah, I remember he ruined the wedding. Yeah, that was right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The speakers and stuff. That was the day yeah, before yeah. the wedding. He, he, he made an awful state of himself, yeah. 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 Um yeah, last item in news, uh Robbie and Amanda. Our, our avid listeners. Um, I've been asked to tell them that they're bastards. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, so that's it. Yeah, so that's okay. the today. Yeah. <laughs> you heard it here first. Heard it here first, yeah. <laughs> so, um, next up. Okay. We're going to talk about the first of our movies. Straight out of Compton. Yeah. So, Straight out of Compton, as no doubt everyone knows by now is about NWA. It's about when NWA emerged from the mean streets of Compton. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stephen. Neighborhood in LA. Yes, dude. I have, I have a question. Yes. What is NWA? It means niggas with attitude. Mm. They are a hip-hop uh, band who uh, came up in the... What, what did I say? 80s. 80s. Mid-80s. And uh, they are made up of Dr. Dre, who you may know of. Mm. Ice Cube, you may also m- may know of. Um, Easy E, who you may have heard of. <laughs> not sure if you do or not. Um, and there's who else is in there? Was one of them MC. in the original Fast and Furious? Oh, it's Ice Cube in it, maybe. Yeah, no maybe idea. he was. I know you might have seen him in Friday 
All right. That was a movie that he wrote, actually, but he, he starred in that. And uh, he's been in several other movies. I can't remember the names off the top of my head now. But yeah, quite famous dudes, quite successful dudes. Um, you know the Beats headphones? Yeah. Yeah. Stray as well, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Did he sell them for like $60,000 billion? Oh, yeah. He sold 60,000 billion of <laughs> yeah. them as well, yeah. And uh, who else was there? Oh, he signed a deal last year, I think, with. Actually, maybe I better not speculate. Mm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Step away from <laughs> the Now that I've seen the movie. <laughs> yeah, so um, they re- re- revolutionized uh, the hip-hop culture and mm. they sort of brought to the mainstream mm. stories from the hood, the reality of what was going on and uh, the Cussing. persecution by authorities mm. and racism and so on and so forth. So um, this is about this chronicles their rise and fall or whatever in their journey. Mm. Yeah. So. See yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So that what made them different was that they were newfangled rap mm. because you'd had rap and hip hop mm. and it was all kind of nice and a bit sort of yeah. you know mm. pink and yellow. Okay. You know yeah. and uh, and then these guys sort of started to voice the reality of what was happening and mm-hmm. didn't give a fuck, man. Yeah. And uh, so this starts off giving a background the roots, shows, uh, like I said, the rise of fame, the excesses. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the members weren't okay with them, like Dre found them a bit, eh, man, you might have calmed mm-hmm. down there a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the disputes, the expectations, mm-hmm. the racism, as I said, the pushback from middle America, mm-hmm. uh, good death rap, yeah. you know, <laughs> this kind of thing. Uh, the successes and the splits and so on. Um, so, they had a budget of 28 million, mm-hmm. and they've made 154 million mm. so far. Good job. Yeah. So, this stars O'Shea Jackson Jr., mm-hmm. who is Ice Cube's son, and he okay. plays Ice Cube, and he looks exactly like Ice Cube. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's, a, it's incredible, actually, yeah. uh, how like he is. Corey Hawkins plays Dre, Jason Mitchell plays Easy e both of them brilliant. Um, then there's Neil Brown Jr., and of course, Paul Giamatti. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in this too. Yeah, so uh, what do you think? Say yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, this was a movie I really wasn't looking forward to seeing. I know. Because um, I... Giving out yards about yeah, it. Yeah, I just... I don't enjoy the music. Yeah. So I don't have any connection. It's going to be another Boys in the Hood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cribs and bitches and hoes. And yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> you must have liked the opening, though. Yeah, you know. I, I mean, as I said to you, you know, if, if they even did a cover of Merle Haggard or something, you know, it'd be something <laughs> <laughs> wasn't going to happen. Yeah. Um, but I, I put my prejudice aside. Yeah. I said I'll be a professional reviewer. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be sitting here examining this without. Did I say prejudice? Prejudice, already? you said it yeah. already. Yep. Yeah. 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 Steve, Steve's going to be editing tonight. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Yeah. Um, and for the first 40 minutes or so, yeah, I actually really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, I thought the acting was really good. Um, I thought the sense of time and place was really good. Um, and I liked the way it was shot to a large extent. Um, so up to that point, Coolio, you got me sold. But then it started to drag, really, really drag. Um, Pushing or dragging, <laughs> and I I can see why it, dra- it. Hang on, Americanism here. I can see why it drug, because <laughs> <laughs> the, the I mean the people they're making this for uh, obviously love the music and yeah. want to hear the music. Yeah, but they put in track after track after track. Yeah, um, and for me that's just a wasted three minutes. Right. So I'm. Sitting there waiting for the story to continue. Yeah. And. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. Yeah. Because I was going, oh, yeah, that one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that was around the right time. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah. Yeah. yeah, they they had timelined it. Yeah. yeah. So they came out of it. Yeah. But I, I get if If you weren't mm. familiar with them, you're sort of going, ah, another tune. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's sure, like yeah. watching Gilbert and Sullivan. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like, yeah exactly. Yeah, get yeah. to the point. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, you know, after that started happening, then I started thinking to myself, well, actually, what's going on here? You know, where's where's the drama? Ah. And basically, they have this backdrop of the LA riots and whatever. Ah. Thought, okay, that might be interesting. Rodney King. But they weren't really involved. You know. I but it, but it's like in their, not their 
exactly. Well, it would have been parts of her neighborhood, but it's South Central. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I thought if you're bringing this in, either they should be, you know, front and center in the protests, throwing bottles oh, and shit. Okay, okay. Or maybe they they wrote the the anthem for the riots. Right. Okay. But I don't. I, maybe I missed it, but I didn't get the impression that they were like the the focal point for the the resistance. No, shall they, we say. they certainly weren't. No. Um. So no, but I, I think that was more sort of like a, I'm, I'm just mm-hmm. devil's advocate here. Right? Okay. But I think that was just more of a backdrop. Yeah. Of their lives, mm-hmm. and you'd, we'd seen already the oppression that they got. Yeah. You can't just come over here and do this to yeah, people yeah. just because <laughs> they look like that, you know yeah, that kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah. And uh, that was exactly what that mm-hmm. was uh, yeah. sort of portraying, I guess. Yeah, you know, and I mean, I get, I get that it's giving a flavor of the times that we're living in, whatever. Yeah, but it didn't do a whole lot for driving the story forward. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. then, the, yeah, I, I agree with you there. Yeah. Yeah. Like the. This, the central conflict, really, that they bring into the story is uh, contractual. Yeah. And I thought they did a really poor job of putting any tension into that. Yeah. Basically, they'd mention it now and then, then they'd forget about it for 20 minutes while they go off and start a riot in Detroit or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then it's mentioned again. Yeah. And then forget about it. And then half an hour later, oh, yeah, yeah, we're really pissed off about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's split up. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, I thought it was kind of loosely defined as well. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I wasn't. I, I know what he's kind of getting upset about, but you know, yeah. it wasn't quite that. You know, yeah. I, um, I wasn't black and white on exactly what they they yeah. uh, were disputing over. Yeah. You know? I mean, if and they, it's always going to be money, but you know, yeah. <laughs> if, they, if they were, I mean, if they were going to go that direction, yeah, yeah. they should have really taken it by the, the throat. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, and, yeah. you know, I'm not saying turn it into a courtroom drama, but. You know, focus on it. Exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah, I was going to say, you know, they're, they're going to try and fit in a whole lot into this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, some have even suggested they could have made it a trilogy. Maybe. You know, with the background, <laughs> how many the middle story, there, you know? and the, the whole yeah. bit at the end, you know. So, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess they, they kind of mm-hmm. had to skirt some stuff. But yeah. Anyway, no, I, I, I agree. It would yeah. be nice to have seen that, but yeah. Mm-hmm. And the, the ending, um, this isn't entirely a fair criticism. Because you're always limited with um, uh, real life stories by the actual history, you can't just. Well, I was going to say, say well, no, they were up the front of the riot. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the the last third of it is, you know, it it has a certain amount of emotion or whatever, which I'm sure is greater if you were actually into it. Yeah, yeah. But it kind of comes out of nowhere, and from just a story point of view. It's kind of, huh? Yeah. Oh, oh, that's the end. All right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. It, it just doesn't quite fit in. Yeah. And I know that's what happened. That's what happened. They yeah, had yeah. to tell that. No, it, I, I'd agree with you uh, in that it did lull a bit in the middle. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought it started strong. And I thought it, I actually thought it finished strong as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, I, in the middle, it was sort of a bit, yeah, mm-hmm. okay. Especially after they're showing Detroit, yeah, because that was such a high point. Yeah, you know, it's just ah, oh, that was fucking cool. Yeah. <laughs> you know, do you remember that, uh, what I was talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, it's where um, they have a dispute with uh, cops. Cops mm-hmm. refuse to provide. Um, well, they actually don't show it in the movie, but they mm-hmm. refuse to provide security because they're mm-hmm. going to sing uh, "Fuck the Police" and they mm-hmm. uh, sit them down beforehand. And go, what did you say, boy? Yeah, yeah, what did you, yeah, yeah. You can't sing this. And they're yeah. just like, yeah, you done? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what are we going to do? Mm-hmm. We're going to sing this song, you know. But yeah. when they do it, it's got such. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's so powerful that mm-hmm. that that scene. But even mm-hmm. because of the song and mm-hmm. the crowd and everyone knows yeah. it, and yeah, it's great. That's a that's a real high point for me. A highlight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. All right. What do you mm. think of the music? Did you go back and listen to any of uh, Straight Outta Compton, the original? Uh, yeah, I, I did listen to yeah. it. Even the first four tracks, yeah, just like um, legendary. It's just not, just my not thing. for you. Okay, yeah, yeah you know, fair enough. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I'm sure there's millions of people who disagree with me yeah, vehemently. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you don't have any Dre albums then, though. No, not no, knocking no, around. Okay, don't yeah. even own any beats. But okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah. So any more to say on this? No, 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 I was just wondering if, if Mark had a, an opinion. Well, I had a bit of an incident when I watched this. So I was in the cinema, set up with my no popcorn <laughs> and my diet of the Diet Coke. Mm. And uh, 
I only smell it. I don't actually drink the Diet Coke, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, about 40 minutes less, probably maybe 30, 35 minutes into it, I had to leave. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Due to unforeseen circumstances. No, everybody was fine. There was nothing wrong. But to make a long story short, I am poorly, poorly qualified to talk about this film. Mm-hmm. But that hasn't ever really stopped me before. <laughs> <laughs> so my view was that they did a really good job. And Mike, you've said some of this already, so forgive me if I'm, if I'm repeating. But the setting was set up really quickly and well. I thought that the the uh, time, the time and place was very immersive. Um, characterization was good. They're all established really quickly. Um, by the time I left, though, now remember, like, I have absolutely no clue about anything that happens in the world mm. unless it impacts, like, video games. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so I was there where the point of this movie is. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, and people watching us on YouTube get more benefit from this. Like I was doing this with the guys in the film <laughs> for every song. My head was bopping. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I was kind of going, I never knew that I liked this music. <laughs> so as a musical film, it was certainly working for me. Um, and a couple of times I got to see them once or twice on stage and I really enjoyed those scenes. I thought that they conveyed, well, to someone who has no idea what we're talking about or what NWA stood for, I thought it was a wrestling thing. <laughs> but to um to you know poorly educated fellow like myself, it seemed like they were conveying the kind of energy that I imagined that group had when they were on stage, which is pretty good. So it was shipping up really well. When it comes out on DVD, I look forward to to seeing the rest of it. Um, but I didn't really see enough where I can comment on the the work as a whole. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Um, as uh, Paul. Gimari said in mm-hmm. the movie, what's NWA stand for? Is no whites allowed? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> um, okay, let's mark this. Okay. Um, the floor is yours, Mike. The floor is mine. Yes, you're never getting it back. <laughs> I think for the intended audience, yeah. um, they're going to love it. Oh, yeah. They love the music. It's really well done. And they're not even going to notice the problems with the story. Yeah. Um, so if you're into it, this is probably an eight and definitely go and see it. Um, if you're kind of on the fence and you don't really know much about it and you're not really that into the music, yeah. um, it's probably a five. Yeah. There are big problems with the story. Yeah. But that's, that's easily covered over if you love the music. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So your number is? I said five. Oh, you said so if you're not into it, five. Okay, yeah. I was just like, mm-hmm. confirming, Mike. Yeah, okay. Um, so, yeah, so I was super excited about this. Uh-huh. Remember, I was talking about it for ages, yeah, blah, yeah. blah, it's out next week. Never stop going on about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like I said, it was the middle-ish bit, well, late mm-hmm. middle, it was sort of, uh, okay, move it mm-hmm. on. So it wasn't, wasn't a perfect movie, but yeah. it was very, very enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Really enjoyed the music. Yeah. I give it a solid seven. It doesn't quite make the eight, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. It's good. Yeah, check it out. Okay. Um, oh, yeah, we've got a we've got a rogue cat here somewhere in the house. Where is he? I hear him meowing. Oh, here he comes. Yeah. So professional. <laughs> I know. So I know. Here. I know. Uh, it's the How did a rogue cat get into the Is It A Bicycle studio? <laughs> it's our podcast. I mean, through all that soundproofing. <laughs> it's the podcast. Um Okay, so next up, uh, we're going to talk about uh, Significant Mother, first of our TV. Mark. So, have you ever had the misfortune of walking in on two people that you know about to or in the middle of having sex? Because I know I have, not always by accident. <laughs> but imagine how bad that would be if one of the people involved was your mother. Oh, Jesus. And to make it worse, the other person involved, Yeah. well... Would it be worse if you was your dad or not as bad? I don't know. But anyway, imagine it's not your dad. Imagine it's like your best friend. (laughs) (laughs) The nightmare scenario for many people, a.k.a. best friend Bone's mom, is what this TV show is all about. Mm. And that's how it starts. And that is the catalyst for most of what happens in the first episode that we watched. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Significant Mother. (laughs) Yeah, 
there's not a whole lot more to this, really, is there? Mm. That's 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 the joke. Well, my wife posed a very relevant question when we finished the episode. Yeah. She goes, what do they do next week? I was going to say, <laughs> is there a season of this? Like, that, <laughs> you know, do they keep getting caught and is it always awkward? And does the dad get, you know, annoyed? You know, that kind of thing. Yeah, like you know? as a premise, like, you know, you don't, you don't get you know, multiple maybe, seasons out of that, do, maybe don't if, you not? Like? like an episode of Friends, maybe, you know, yes. <laughs> <laughs> something like that. The one where... You know, Chandler shags Joey's mother or something, you know. <laughs> well, you, what I would have gone for there is the one where Chandler shags the sister. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. They got <laughs> multiple seasons out of that, in yeah. fact. Yeah. But it's fine when you can just make a joke about mm. it and then move on and do other stuff, whereas they don't really have that option. So yeah. here's my thinking on okay. where they go with this. Okay. So this is essentially a love story, a forbidden love story, the kind we all love. Mm. <laughs> We know that there's something inherently creepy about somebody's mom being with her kid's friend. But they're going to try and make it work in a world <laughs> where the relationship is wrong. Two star-crossed lovers try and make a go of it in a 22-minute sitcom. Yeah. So that's what I think it's going to be. It's going to be just uh, the whole love story. And of course, you know who I like in it? I like the divorced sort of dad. Mm-hmm. He right. seems like a bit of crack. He you could have a drink with that guy and have fun. Because he's completely self-absorbed <clears throat> and oblivious to his self-absorption <clears throat> and completely unapologetic. And you know what? Unapologetic people are fucking funny. <laughs> so I should probably say that I laughed at this episode. <clears throat> like... I was looking at it going, you do not have a season in this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I enjoyed watching it. And that's important. I think the only kind of weak link maybe was the sun. I think everybody else was fairly okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the sun needs a bit of time to grow into the role. Well, but he, uh, he was nearly stereotypical kind of crappy sitcom mm-hmm. kind of guy. Yeah. You know, yeah, he, he could have yeah. been in Will and Grace, you know, that kind of yeah. way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. So, and like, you know, there's always an element to that at the start of any sitcom. They're all kind of stereotypes at the start. I just didn't get it off the rest of them. Even the dad, who is a, a, a typical, you know, typical deadbeat husband who doesn't care about the wife until someone else notices her. You know, like, he didn't come across as a stereotype. But, like, we all know these people, like. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, it's, it's not the worst thing I've seen on TV. No, it's not the worst. I've seen Celebrity Big Brother, like. Yep, so <laughs> for sure it's not the worst. <laughs> Look at the face on that. Jeez, he's not impressed at that comment. <laughs> um, no, uh, I, you know, I thought the joke initially was funny and there there wasn't a whole lot more. Like we said earlier, there wasn't a whole lot more. I don't know how they're going to flesh it out. You know, if they do, it's, it's a masterstroke. Yeah. You know, but uh, yeah, I don't think I'll be watching more of this. Mm. Mike? That's fucking appalling. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Mark, Mark actually did a good job of nearly convincing did, me. He Yeah, yeah. Jesus, <laughs> actually, he's got a point there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was well, yeah, well argued. I, yeah. I hadn't thought about it that way. I liked it, Mike. Yeah, I, I just watched it and, you know, 30 seconds into it, I said, okay, they're doing the Stifler joke. Uh, what's next? All right, uh, and that was it. It just went downhill from there. I didn't like any of the characters. I thought it was really, really, really staged, um, and weak, weak writing. Um, you know, they they didn't really give us any hooks. You know, the dad maybe has the the bad husband thing going, but I didn't feel like I knew any of the characters. Not even Chris Allen. Chris Allen. Yeah. No. No, you didn't Not know her, no? Album, no. Right. Um, <laughs> I'm surprised, Mike. <laughs> she, she she was overdressed. <laughs> um, yeah, so Rotten Tomatoes agrees with you, Mike. It's 25%. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. You know, I, I write Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> so, filler for me. Yeah. 
<laughs> That's all you have to say about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, it sort of gave the roundup. I just don't see where it's mm-hmm. going to go. Uh, yeah. And it had one joke, mm-hmm. you know. Um, like Mark said, mm-hmm. it's not the worst thing we've seen, but it, it, yeah. I'm not going to watch any more of it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if they'd even beaten the crap out of each other or something. <laughs> 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 I know, been really upset. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just wanted to see the young lad bleed. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mark, where are you mm. sitting on this? You know, I, I'm tempted to give this thriller just out of curiosity. Right. So I tell you what, I will take I will take an action mm. for the podcast that I've done many times before with many ill-fated shows, and I'm going to watch another episode for you guys. Okay, you're a brave because man. I think our public needs to know if significant mother can live the promise that I have dreamed for it. <laughs> episode two is called Mixed Doubles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait I may, for, wait I may regret this, but mm. ask me about it next week. Episode three is called Who's Your Daddy? <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, trailer for me, Steve. I'm going to give episode okay. two a, a go. Um, okay, the last movie we looked at this week was uh, Agent 47. And this is uh, Rupert Friend, who we know from... Uh, Homeland. Homeland, thank mm. you. Jeepers. Yeah. And he is a genetically engineered assassin, essentially. And he is uh, got unparalleled strength, speed, mm. and intelligence. Wow. Imagine yeah. how, imagine what he could do with that. And a, and a black suit. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, stamina as well, apparently, mm. is pretty high up on the list there, too. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> so his, his target is a corporation that are trying to unlock the code that built him um and create an even better version of him an army of him mm-hmm. um to go and his target's pretty unclear though right yeah mm-hmm. it's just like a corporation thing mm-hmm. they mustn't the start get of the, the film we don't actually yeah. know who he's after mm-hmm. there's this a whole true. plot there that you could have just unraveled a little bit <laughs> <laughs> i think if you watch the trailer it's pretty obvious <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And, the, the, oh, the, the secrets you've just revealed are only shown to the audience in the last 15 minutes. No, I didn't mm. mention that one. Well, <laughs> I, I don't know. I think plot is kind of a strong word to use. Yeah. <laughs> it, might be, yeah. it, it might be. Yeah. It might be. Could but they, they do make, imagine make an attempt. Going, they fucking ruined it on me. <laughs> <laughs> they do make an attempt to obfuscate who the hitman's actual target is. <laughs> An um, effort not replicated on this podcast, obviously. <laughs> so uh, he hooks up with a with a stunningly beautiful girl who helps him uh, in his endeavors. Mm. Pretty much it. Mm. A lot of Matrix style stuff going on here. Yeah, beautifully synopsized, Steve. Yeah. yeah. So what you think, Mike? This was actually worse than significant mother. <laughs> <laughs> um. No. I don't even know you anymore. No. <laughs> I get out. I know it's your house, but get out. <laughs> <laughs> you can't kick me out on the fucking coon. <laughs> <laughs> um I I fucking told you. <laughs> Three weeks ago we reviewed the trailer for this and I said to you this is gonna be shite. Yeah. And I was proved right. Brutally, brutally proved right by being forced to have to watch it. Um, basically, you have this guy with all the charisma of a fucking Terminator. Um, I'm gonna have to look back through the tapes and get that bit where you said that and edit it in now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll see who's lying and who's not. <laughs> um. So, as I said. There we just I, I, think I, I can't fucking wait for this. I, I, th- <laughs> I think I've just proved myself right here. Yeah, I'm I'm basking now in self indulgence. Okay, go but, on. Uh, go on. Timothy Oliphant wasn't in it, and sorely missed. Um, so yeah, you got a hitman. This zero, is based on a computer game, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. With zero charisma, um, the action was shite. Um, it was it was like a really terrible Matrix. Um. There's absolutely no, you know, there's no fear for a character who's basically invincible. 
you know, it doesn't matter how many ninjas they throw at him, he's going to shoot them in the head, you know, so. It's a bit like watching a superhero movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. more or less. And then, you know, he's, <clears throat> excuse me, he's got this mm, female friend thing, co-star, yeah. Yeah. and she's she's a special girl. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <ma'am. coughs> She, uh, She's not, she's not a she's not a hitman as such, but she's special. A hit person. Yeah. Okay. And one of one of her specialities is that she's supposed to be super clever. Mm-hmm. But she spends most of the movie saying, I don't understand <laughs> 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 and, You know, after about the fifth time she said that I just I just wanted to claw the screen. <laughs> 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 Shut up Shut up <laughs> So not up your street then? No, and I mean, I have a good track record. I like in action movies. Yeah. But um, this is not B-movie. They obviously spent some money on it. Yeah. You know, there's loads of Audis that yeah. they just blow up <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, randomly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's um, very shiny, actually. Yeah. 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 Um, so, I mean, had this been made by the Sci-Fi Channel or, yeah. or even Comedy Central, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I probably would have given it a, a bit of leeway. <laughs> but... I really don't even fucking know you anymore. <laughs> Mark, I, I'm getting this strong impression that somehow you disagree. Yeah, I can't wait to hear what Mark mm. thinks of this. Right, so, yeah. as you're aware, I'm on a bit of a diet at the moment. <laughs> right? I'm I'm cutting, as yeah. they say in the bodybuilding word. Mm-hmm. But I knew I had, a, I had a cinema trip coming up for this podcast. And when I do the cinema trip, I like to enjoy it with, you know, some food. Mm. But obviously, I couldn't bring very much food. <laughs> so I found myself some dried beef biltong. Puri puri flavor, actually, which is my favorite. Mm. 100 grams, no more, though possibly a little less. And uh, I got to the cinema. And then I gazed at, longingly at my wife and at my wife's popcorn, <laughs> <laughs> which is roughly the size of my upper body. <laughs> and... Uh, I realized that there was going to be a severe deficit in when the film finished and when I stopped eating. So I decided to play a little game with myself to keep the food right toward the end. Because I like to finish eating at the end of the second act. Because quite often the second act is sad. You need food to get you through it. But everything's going to be all right in the third act, at least in all the films I watch it will. So it's fine if you don't have anything to eat. So I decided that every time somebody would die, I would have a piece of beef. <laughs> at times I was eating very very quickly <laughs> and at other times I wasn't eating at all mm. and that's not a bad synopsis of the <laughs> film either so I don't know what your problem is Mike you and I mm. like honest to goodness action films mm. where lots of people get killed in yep. bizarre and unusual ways mm-hmm. Quickly by people with skills. Yes. What is your problem with this film? That is exactly what it is. There are always people with skills and good lines. If Timothy Oliphant was saying those lines, you'd have had no fucking problem with it. That's because he's got charisma. Uh, the Homeland Boy was good, though. Uh, he wasn't. He wasn't. He's, look at He's no Timothy Oliphant. But Timothy mm. Oliphant wasn't always Timothy Oliphant. He had to grow into it. <laughs> And that's what this lad is doing now. He's growing. Mm. Only for the likes of you standing there, sneering at him. <laughs> well, he, he, wanted, he wanted to be going on a fucking dirty butt like to, uh, <laughs> to get that growing in. Um, so look, at anyway, I knew what I was getting when I went into mm-hmm. CH Agent 47. Obviously, when I made a kind of a drinking game of sorts for it. Yeah. Only involving beef rather than mm-hmm. alcohol. Because um, alcohol is seven calories per gram. Nobody can afford that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> But uh, I think it delivered on what a Hitman movie should be. Mm. I liked the presentation. I thought everything looked really good. Mm. I liked the way everything that was red was brilliantly red, mm. from his tie to mm. the red-colored car of mm. some type that I don't know. Yeah. And um, things that weren't red weren't mm. quite as bright. I thought maybe that was just in my brain, but I thought it was a... It was um, a decision on the style department. Um, I thought the interaction between the two main characters was a little bit on the weak side. Mm. They weren't really sure what they were to each other for a long time. Mm -hmm. 
and that played as kind of nothing to each other rather than mm-hmm. confusion. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I, I'm not going to say too much more because I don't want to spoil what the actual relationship winds up being, but mm-hmm. they, um, they could have, they could have gone one way and then reversed it, you know, or just been not sure what they were supposed to do. But instead they kind of, they were nothing. He was mm-hmm. this guy, this robot right. around her. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that's probably one of the reasons why you miss Timothy Oliphant too, mm-hmm. is because Timothy knows how to get mad real mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. We've seen him doing it as Raylan Gibbons. We saw him doing it even more in Deadwood. He was even mm-hmm. better at it in that show. But um, it wouldn't have hurt if the hitman occasionally got a bit more into it. And when the time came when he needed to, didn't feel an awful lot of heat from him. Mm-hmm. But look at that. It's a hitman film, right? Yeah. You're not going in there looking for, like, can you imagine if somebody photoshopped BAFTA award winning <laughs> or Tribeca Film Festival, Agent 47? You know, like, you, that is not what you're going in there to see. Yeah, you don't right expect it. something that's going to make you examine an area of your life or an area of the world or, you know, that's not what you're there for, man. Just one, sure. just one thing. What, what about the crappy kung fu fighty stuff? Again, it's a brain at the door thing. It's based on a video game. <laughs> yeah, but there's so much better fighty stuff out there now. Yeah, that's true. This was like a throwback to the early 90s. It was, right? But that was refreshing because everything is Casey fighting system now. Since Batman Begins, you can only use the Casey fighting system in films. Like, that's all you can use. It has to be really close. Elbows, heads, knees. Occasionally punch, but only when you're closing the distance. You know? <laughs> oh, Batman! And that's what they all do. Like, that's what Liam Neeson does mm-hmm. in, in um, Taken. Yeah. And nearly, like, there's so many films that do that. Like, it's, it's good to see something different. It's one of the things I like about Jason Statham at the moment. He's sticking to his more traditional roots. Yeah. See, I, I, I was just watching this thinking to myself, would he not just smash an ashtray over somebody's head? <laughs> <laughs> That's all I want to see in the movie these days. Yeah. Break a chair over yeah. his face. Yeah. We need to review a Western for you, Mike. Yeah, yeah. for sure, actually. Yeah. <laughs> so look, I, I don't know what you guys think I'm building up to with this review. I don't think it was the greatest film in the world, but I know that I did enjoy it. Yeah. Whether or not it was because of my when a person dies game. Yeah. When a person die beef, I should call that game. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. So what mark would you give it? Uh, I think it's a four. A four. You know what? Mm. I'm right there with you. For sure it's a four. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think Mike would agree though. But no, maybe. I think it was... I still can't believe you've given it a four after trying to defend it so solidly. Yeah, no. No, I'm saying I enjoyed it. I'm saying I enjoyed it and that it Mm. it delivers on what it Mm. says it's going to be. Mm. We debated with Shona a while back about when things try to be something and fail at it, Mm. we should be harsh with them. Mm. Well, this didn't do that. Wow. No. This this, this is the best four you've seen in ages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) That is a fine way of putting it, It's like the the B-movie 2 scale. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. and that's that's a good thing to bring up because I've seen many B movies I've enjoyed far more than this. Um, so I don't I, know what's wrong with you. I, I'm I'm going to kick this to touch with a, a shocking two. Wow, we're, yeah. we're not shocked. <laughs> All right, you just compromise your own identity, Michael. <laughs> right, and next up we'll go and talk about some previews. I'm coming to a bicycle near you. All right, we have uh, three again this week. Can I remember what they are? Um, <laughs> well, Steve, I haven't oh, seen yeah. any of these, right? Right, so mm. we're going to tell you all so about them. you're going to tell me <laughs> yeah. from the trailer whether you think I should watch the film. Okay, the first one is The Fifth Wave. I like it already. Tell me more. You'll love it. Yeah. Is yeah. it a sequel to The Fourth Wave? <laughs> 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 it's about... People surviving a post-apocalyptic mm. kind mm. of situation, but the post-apocalyptic... What is the apocalypse? Aliens. Yes. Well. They've come to attack America well. again. Do you Not rem- my favorite apocalypse, but, yeah. you know... Do, do you remember the show with the skitters? I'm still watching it, Mike. It's called Falling Skies. That's right. <laughs> yeah, well, this is basically the movie version of Falling Skies, but it doesn't have no in it. But it's got well, other. But it's got other I'm people. Okay. I'm okay. No, like no, what he's great. But I think you'll you'll really appreciate the first four waves. Yeah, yeah, and then the fifth wave is 
the one that the rest of the movie is about. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. So, okay. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Production values? Like what are we talking about? Is it B-movie or... Oh, no, I'd say they spent a shit ton of money it's, on this. It's kind of San Andreasy kind of... Mm. You know, there's going to be a lot of CGI and stuff, yeah. you know? Um, but, yeah. Brain at the door. Looks like fun. Mm-hmm. A lot of people in it you'd know. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, leave... What's his name? Shriver. Mm. Yeah. Is that his name? Yeah. Um, Chloe Gracie Moret, Moretz mm-hmm. and uh, a few others like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so there's some names in it. Yeah, I I was really getting into this while I was watching this. Yeah. And then they, they, just one little thing. They said, we have to go and rescue my brother. I know. I was like, oh. Know. <laughs> was that the, was that the scene with Ron Livingston? Oh, I can't remember. It's just like ah, Jesus. Yeah, yeah, so does it? Yeah, that's the only thing. There's always got to be this. Yeah, <sighs> fucking heart-rending, fucking human story. <sighs> Jesus Christ! Why can't they just hold on? Hold on! Hold on! <laughs> hold on, Mike. Jesus, what happened to you in the last week? Right? <laughs> Agent Forty Seven had no heart-rending human story. <laughs> Good it point. served up gore and people dying <laughs> left and right. But Mike is there going, oh my God, this is the worst thing I've ever seen. I preferred significant mother. Right? That, that was an aesthetic so, problem. <laughs> oh, it was aesthetics. Was it aesthetics now? They didn't fight proper. Look at, I, I don't know. I don't know how any of our listeners can re- recognize your view as having any merit. You've compromised your own integrity and reverse it again now when we're talking about traders. What happened to you, Mike? He's only here for the comic relief. Look, we knew that. <laughs> knew that from day one. Um, yeah, so the second one we looked at. Mm-hmm. This one Mike's going to love. It's called The Danish Girl. This has, uh, <laughs> this has uh, Eddie Redmayne in it. Do you remember Eddie Redmayne? Mm. From the... What was it called? A beautiful sausage. A be- what was it called? <laughs> a beautiful. No, it wasn't a beautiful mind. What was yeah. it called? The one he got the. Did he get an Oscar for it last year? The Imitation Train. No, it wasn't that one either. <laughs> what do you call it? It's the one about the uh, Stephen Hawking. Stephen one. Hawking movie. Yeah. Was it called Hawking? Uh, it's called Stephen the Theory Does of Debbie. Everything. Theory of Everything. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. The, the original one with Benedict Cumberbatch was yeah. Hawking, wasn't it? Yeah. So um, he's in it. Alicia Vikander and Amber Heard are in this, and it tells the story of a transgender pioneer. So, Eddie gets married, and then sort of sees the missus's clothes and sort of going, oh, they're kind of, mm-hmm. I know, try that on, oh, there's a bit of makeup, oh yeah, nice. And then she discovers mm-hmm. it, and she's going, oh, okay, I love you, so let's explore this. And uh, so then he starts uh, going out in public as Lily, and uh, eventually he goes under the knife for some sort of an operation. They didn't go into too much mm. detail in the trailer mm. about this. I think that was a cure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. <coughs> no, Mike. <laughs> Mark my no, words, Steve. No, Mike. No. This is the early 20th century. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, yeah, so that's what it's about. Mark, mm. I think you might be made to watch this, but uh, I'm not so sure Mark would mm. like is this like crying gamey or it's it's not like that? No, not not really. It's about a, it's like a, crying game without the tension. It's about a journey of mm. struggle and discovery mm. of one man or of a woman trapped inside a man's body. Mm. Essentially, yeah, yeah. So the surgery to cure him is they <laughs> they actually they actually sewed on five extra cocks. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize to any listener having been offended by uh, Michael's comments. And if you have uh, been offended, then you can call one eight ninety. Mike stress. <laughs> it exists. <laughs> um, so the last one we looked at was um, Macbeth. Mm. Michael yeah. Fassbender. Yeah, I thought Mike would like this. Mm. Um, Macbeth, the Duke of Scotland. Mm. I'll read this out, really. MyMDB receives a prophecy from a trio of witches that one day he will become king of Scotland. Consumed by ambition and spurred to action by his wife, Macbeth murders his king and takes the throne for himself. Mm. I can't wait for this. You can't imagine how fucking pumped I am for this. Are you really? <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think Mark's going to like this too because it's, mm. it's an epic and it's got like epic mm-hmm. 
stuff like mm. army fights yeah. a bit like uh, Lord of the Rings mm. I have an important question yes mm-hmm. does it use Shakespearean dialogue uh, yep yeah. well then I'm all the way in <laughs> nice. can't wait to see it did you watch the Romeo and Juliet yeah with Make Leonardo it. DiCaprio yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you enjoy yeah that? I love that film okay great okay mm-hmm. yeah um yeah, it looks like they've they've basically taken the text and then done a whole Braveheart, Lord of the Ringsy kind of yeah money on it. Yeah, um, yeah, it's going to be cool. Yeah, it looks um, good, all right. That's out this year, I think, as well. Not soon enough. Yeah, um, let me see. Is the release date? No, it doesn't say there. It's twenty fifteen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but yeah, it looks great. It looks great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm kind I'm kind of excited about this. Mm. Yeah. In a very low key sort of a way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, I still have a little element of doubt about yeah. it, but uh, you know, kind of excited about it. Yeah, yeah. Reluctantly excited. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, that's it for this week. That's everything. Mm. Yeah, uh, we missed Sean this week. He got held up. I got a text saying that he got held up in a meeting, and uh, I don't know if he was selling blood or something as well. I don't know. <laughs> 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 so I'm just one liter this week, and I'll just go back next week. Um, so uh, who can keep track? I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's it, yeah. So from Mike, Mark, and Steve, stay classy. <laughs> <laughs>